Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I have got Coach Paul Shelton with me. Coach Shelton is currently the uh, tight ends coach at UC Davis. He spent last season coaching the tight ends and the year before that as the quality control coach. He got his coaching career starting at Unicoi County High School in Tennessee from 2008 to 2014. Then he was at Bearden High School in Knoxville, Tennessee from 2014 to 2018 before making the big leap to college game in California. Coach Shelton, what's going on? How are you doing, man? Man, we're just trying to stay uh, trying to stay healthy out here, you know, hanging in, uh, shelter in place, daddy daycare all day. Awesome. <laughs> And uh, trying to get that, get some recruiting and get ready for uh, 2020. So life is good. We are blessed. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of, you talked about daddy daycare. I'm going to kind of switch things up here a little bit and go out of, out of my normal order. But um, on your bio, I noticed you have run three marathons. Uh, are you still getting your runs in right now? Or, or how are you doing with that? Honestly, coach, I'm not going to lie, like, I will count the days that I go in between driving. So we, I don't drive hardly at all just because of the shelter in place. Mm-hmm. So almost the only time I get to get outside is if I'm running or if I'm walking with the family. So yeah, ever I try to get five runs in a week, try to get okay. a long run on Saturdays. So yeah, it's, it's basically, it's keeping me uh, sane during this yeah. time. So your, okay, your definition of long run and my definition of long run are, might be very different because I, I, I fancied myself a runner a little bit. I've been, um, my girlfriend's got a Peloton bike, so I've been biking a lot during this shelter in place and haven't run in probably a month and a half. What, what's a long run for you? Okay, so, uh, you know, I've, obviously I've run over 20 a few times, um, but typically now I'm trying to get 8 to 10 on Saturdays. Okay. Uh, you know, in a week, I'm going anywhere between three and five. So, you know, trying to keep keep that cardio. It, it's funny you mentioned Peloton because our OC, Tim Plow, is all about the Peloton. I mean, yeah. he, like, every time I talk to him, he's like, you got to get on this Peloton, bro. You got to get on this Peloton, bro. So, I mean, it, it, that must be something that's really growing in the coaching pro- profession during this time. So. It is because it's, it's kind of it's, – it's, it's fun because you can sort of plug in your headphones and – be away from everybody for however long you want to work out. So it's been, um, it's been definitely, uh, it's been a nice little getaway from, you know, cause obviously with us right now, we're doing so much recruiting and everything we can do. It's, it's a nice little getaway from, from all that. Um, 
quote unquote football stuff. But um, so first question I got for you um, is uh, you've been a part of a lot of good schools, a lot of great programs. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a, a part in the success of those teams. Now, Coach, I've, I've, I've listened to your podcast, so I had to, like, be prepared. I'm like a researcher, so <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get on here and try to sound, uh, you know, like an idiot. So I wanted to make sure I was prepared. I knew this question was coming. Okay. Uh, you know, like, like you know and, and, and you, you know, all the answers, and whether it's on this podcast or any football talk, obviously, anyone that's ever coached knows that the O-line is an integral part of any successful football program. and um you know specifically being the tight end coach like you really come to appreciate that I've been an OC before and obviously all the all the best offenses had the best offensive linemen and so you know I I think the O-line is I mean it's it's overstated but sometimes under appreciated and under applied when it comes to how much they mean to a football program but uh you know obviously all the best offenses always have the best offensive lines in some sense, whether it be pass pro or uh, being able to just run the ball down someone's throat. But I also would say, you know, as important as an offensive line is to a team's success, uh, and I'm not just trying to hype you, Coach, uh, even more valued, in my opinion, as a coach is just a great offensive line coach. Right. Um, You know, I think sometimes, like, it is one of the most difficult – to find like if you're interviewing or you're trying to find someone for your offense to be a great offensive line mind there's just not a lot of guys out there that are great at that position just because it's so difficult and it entails so many moving parts and so many facets and so you know in the same kind of sense that an o-line is very important all the best offenses i've ever been a part of have a great O-line coach, and right. it's no different than here at Davis. I think we have one of the best offensive line coaches in, in the country in Tim Keene, but he's a guy that's super humble, always thinking outside the box. And, again, man, I, I, I would just – hats off to you guys who are, who are great O-line coaches to make those five guys really move. Well, it's, it's, it's such a fun position to be a part of because they're, they're – they're, for the most part, they're such good guys – um, and and loyal and really kind of wear their 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 hearts on their sleeves. So it's uh it's definitely I'm biased obviously, but it, it's a um it's a special group to be a part of for sure. I would say this too in the ten years or so, whatever I was coaching high school football, every clinic I went to, I tried. I know it's not the sexy one to do. I always tried to get into O line guys talking because right. they always they're all typically they're the best on the board. Um, they're the best at being able to apply it to many different learning styles. And so again, it's, it's usually the smallest room, but it's usually the one that you can really gather the most information over all levels of football. So again, man, those dudes are, are rare to find, but they're really, really important to a football program. Yeah, absolutely. They are. Um, you know, you kind of talked about it a bit. You you spent 10 years or so in, in the high school level, uh, before, uh, making the jump to UC Davis and, and working for Coach Hawkins. Talk to me a little bit about how that happened. I know you and I have spoken about it kind of uh, privately, but but tell me about how that situation sort of came to be and 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 how um, you know how you were able to make that jump. Yeah, it, it's uh, I pinch myself 
<clears throat> even now, like I, the, the, the thought of being like a division one position coach is just, uh, I, I wake up and I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm blessed. Um, just because I knew that was really my goal, but basically my story, and I'll try not to get super long winded, but my story was just like you said, I was coaching high school. I was teaching, uh, for 10 years, five for uh, five or six at Unicoi and, you know, four at Bearden and, all of my friends and uh, all my colleagues, my family knew, like in the back of my mind, uh, sometimes even at the front of my mind, like I always wanted to be a college football coach. It was, you know, my, my goal. And I hear a lot of guys talk about that. And I know that a lot of guys who are listening to this podcast, maybe going through that same type of deal where, you know, they're just maybe not where they want to be necessarily. And so every off season, you may have gone through this too, coach, that like I would shoot emails and write letters and try to make connections at, at every clinic and every speaking engagement to every, that I could make any connection in football, like I would do that. And right. for the most part, and again, I, I hold no grudges because I understand how it is. For the most part, probably 99% of my emails or letters never got responded to. Right. And, right. and, and, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, I get that again, I know how busy college football coaches are and why in the world would they respond to me, you know, a lowly, uh, coach who hadn't had a gr great ton of success that they didn't know who I was. So again, no grudges held, but, uh, I came to the end, I guess my ninth or 10th year, my fourth year there at the end of uh, my beard and run. And, uh, my wife, actually is a physician and she was coming toward the end of her residency. Um, and she said, Hey, Paul, you have been with me through med school, through residency, and uh, it's your turn. Like you go wherever you want to go and I'll find a job and I'm riding with you. And wow. you've done that with me. And, uh, you know, I, I by no means had a bad life. I had a great career and it was good at that point. So it's not like I was really struggling, but I said, okay, I want to give one more shot here. I'm going to really reach out across the country, Texas and, you know, uh, Tennessee, all the way to California. I had no connections out here to California. And for the most part, it was similar to my previous 10 years when I reached out, no one really got back to me. And I wrote a letter to Dan Hawkins. I had no connection with him, no, uh, uh, I'd never met him and I wrote a letter to UC Davis. So I was like, man, I'd like to live in Northern California. It'd be pretty cool. And I wrote a letter and randomly on a, on a January night, I got a text from Dan Hawkins. It said, Hey, love your story. Would love to meet you. And, uh, I told him, uh, basically my letter, I'll move cones for free if you need me to coach. <laughs> uh, cause I really was, I just felt like if I got a chance, I would prove myself worthy. I really felt like that. I bet on myself. And uh, he said, could you fly out here? And uh, I flew out uh, in the week. I flew out on a weekend and met him on the last official visit weekend for uh, that year and sat down with him for 40 minutes. And you talk about a chance he took on me. And he offered me the special teams quality control coach job. And uh, Coach Creighton, our special teams coordinator at the time, I'm sure he was thinking, who in the world has Coach Hawkins just hired? Like, what <laughs> is he thinking? I don't know this guy from Adam. And Coach Hawk, man, took a, a major chance on me. And, and really, Schiff, what I, what I would say is a lot of people have similar stories in our profession, and, mm -hmm. and you have a great story as well. 
Um, and I think sometimes the narrative is work hard, achieve your dreams, grind, achieve your dreams. And really what I would love to say, really, I think my narrative is more of a narrative of like grace and having great people around me. And the fact that like, I didn't work any harder in year 10 than I did year four. Right. Or year two, right. And there are dudes out there that I've coached with that are just as smart as me and have worked just as hard as me, but don't have my opportunity. And in the same sense, there are a lot of guys that have it, but did get that opportunity. And so you don't really work hard and grind because of the product you may get. You work hard and grind because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, and the two people, man, again, it's just a story of grace and the fact that a lot of people don't have the situation my wife has where I could take that pay cut. And that doesn't make me a better coach. That makes me lucky and blessed. And a lot of people haven't been reached out to by Dan Hawkins. And that makes me blessed. And so because of that, man, yeah, you work hard, but then you really start to appreciate and you're thankful for the blessings that you have and the people in your life. And I know that you can probably speak to the same thing where you sometimes you just catch a break with the people around you. So that's really the narrative of my story where it allows me to really wake up thankful to coach the guys I I get to coach and work with the guys I get to work with. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, and that's such a great, a great example too of, of you know, you, you've gotten the opportunity and now, you know, you're not going to let it go. You're going to, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to, to make sure you do what you're supposed to do and do a great job doing it and, and, and continue to climb as a coach. And I think that's a great, that's a great lesson for all those guys out there listening to is, is, is once you get that opportunity, don't let go, keep, keep, keep working at it and keep getting better at it because, you know, kind of like your situation, you never know when that opportunity is going to come up again and, and you don't want to miss out on, uh, on some, on some great, you know, great experiences. That's exactly right. I think, yeah. I think it's just like, you, you've seen the old quote, like the old, the old idea that like, you know, it, it's, it's better to be prepared and not receive an opportunity than to receive an opportunity and not be prepared. Right. And so just the idea of just constantly working, doing it the right way and, you know, it may pop and sometimes it may not. And you got to be content with that, but you just work because it's the right thing to do. Right. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, You know, the biggest question I get all the time and I'm sure, I'm sure you've gotten it too, but uh, how has the transition been? Um, And, and, you know, what, what, what has been sort of the biggest, um, I don't want to say struggle, but what's been the, the, the toughest thing to, to handle in, in the transition from, from high school to college? That's a, that's a great question. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. I, I think the, the, the biggest learning curve that I'm still working on being this uh, first year is like uh, the, one of the 10 assistants is, mm-hmm. is recruiting, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, just, and it's really not about like how to recruit because everyone knows it's really about relationships. Absolutely. You just forge the vision of your head coach and your OC, your DC. And so you really just that that's that if you're a professional, you get that. You you'll eventually get that. I think just making connections, specifically trying to recruit in California where I have no base, that's really been one of the toughest things is, you know, really digging in there and trying to connect with my area and build a relationship with the high school coaches in my area where, you know, they don't know who Paul Shelton is. And so right. 
that's really been my vision and goal this offseason. It's kind of tough. Like, I was really fired up to get in person with these guys and to not be able to get into in face-to-face and talk ball with high school coaches. But one of the positives about this, and you know this for a fact, like when you're a high school coach, you see all the wrong things mm-hmm. co- college coaches do when they come to recruit your kids. And then you see all the really good coaches that come in and recruit. And so you're able to learn, even though you're not recruiting, you're able to, if it's your goal, you're kind of taking notes like, hey, if I'm recruiting, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is what I want to look like. And this is how I want to speak. And so that's been an advantage as well. Um, And then, you know, there are just some, just differences like, Right, 2018. I'm riding on a yellow school bus down to a. <laughs> and in 2019, I turn around and we're flying a charter plane to Montana. Right, you know, like that's a cool thing that I just don't take for granted. Um, but as far as X's and O's goes, man, I mean there are some really good coaches in high school with X's and O's, and there are some really good coaches X's and O's and technique wise in college that I get to work with as well. Um, but ultimately I think like the biggest shift is, is that recruiting thing and just knowing how I want to do it. And, uh, you know, that, that's the name of the game at this level, man. Oh yeah. You know, you can draw up things on the whiteboard all day long or technique your way all day long and speak in clinics and on podcasts, but you gotta be able to recruit. And that's really been a challenge for me. Um, and, and just learning how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, 100% 100% the same, the same things for me is, is, has been the recruiting piece of it because it is, but like you said, I mean, I, I think you did hit the nail on the head. It is so much about building relationships. And I think if you can, if you can talk to a kid and relate to him and, and make him feel as comfortable as he can feel, um, that's when you start to build, uh, that relationship where you can now, now, now that relationship's built. Now let's get you on campus. Now let's get you kind of uh, locked into place. And then that's when you start getting the the commits and, 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 um, and doing a good job at that, because that's unfortunately the name of the game that we're in right now is recruiting. So, um, it, it's, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of coaches out there in America that are not good football coaches, but are really good recruiters and they get paid a lot of money to do it. So it's, uh, it's, hey, uh, at, at any level, whether you're at college or NFL or high school, you know the reason too, because better offensive linemen make that inside zone look a lot better than bad offensive linemen, no matter right. who's it, right. So, uh, you know that's uh, it's just the way it is. Better players make better coaches, and yep. so that's 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 the way it is. And, and you embrace it, and you get fired up about it, and I'm I'm excited to learn about it. So, yeah, it is. It's that's awesome. It's um, but yeah, and and on the the flip side of it too. I'm, I'm probably the same way. I think the X's and O's of it, the actual football part of it for me was, was easy was, mm-hmm. it was still because I was, I was able to take a step back as, as being a head coach and offensive coordinator and now to just being an offensive line coach again. So I could devote a lot more time to just being the offensive line coach. So I think I, I was able to kind of be a better coach. Um, whereas, I mean, you know, you were a, a coordinator, you've got to sort of, you got to wear a lot of hats. And now while we're still wearing a lot of hats, we still get to just be football coaches at the end of the day. And we don't have to worry about all the other things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the biggest X's and O's I, I would 
I'm crazy for not mentioning this, but the biggest X's and O's difference is not offensively and defensively, in my opinion. The biggest is I've worked special teams for two years. Right. That's where the difference is between high school and college with X's and O's. Like that was a major learning curve. And I learned from coach Paul Creighton, he had it dialed. Coach Hawk loves special teams. So I was able to really put that in my toolbox to be able to understand and learn the X's and O's uh, of special teams. That's a really cool and valuable uh, tool as you kind of grow in the profession. Mm -hmm. So that, that's besides recruiting, that's, that's really the X's and O's growth, the major growth where I've seen. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I mean, I mean, you know, you've been around football long enough. It's unfortunately the, the, the third out of three sometimes when, you know, offense, defense, special teams, but it's, it's just as important as the other two, man. So many more games have been won and lost on special teams than on offense and defense. So it's, uh, it's an important part of the game for sure. But, um, well, coach, last question I've got for you. Um, again, you've been around a lot of different places. If you could put together an offensive line, Mount Rushmore from guys you've coached, guys you've played with, guys you've coached against, um, or just guys you're a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? Okay, this is what I was talking about right now. <laughs> I'm not going to front now. I've never been an offensive line coach, so I had to, like, legitimately research. I couldn't get, I couldn't get caught off guard right here now. I got you. The funny, the funny thing is, just really quick, like, we're doing a quarantine challenge on our offense right now, and our last challenge, each position group had to make their Mount Rushmore of positions okay and our offensive line actually won that on offense so I had to do a little research they did a great job but uh I'm gonna some of these are just personal so I'm just <laughs> hey that's fine so and when I say personal I mean like that I have like a heart like tied to them so first you got to go with Anthony Munoz I mean and then Jonathan Ogden those are like my tackles um I think those are th those have been on a lot of people's Mount yes. Rushmore and obviously those are two, if not the two top, they're two of the top offensive linemen. And, and I put those on there too, because I'm a tight end coach and they both have touchdowns. That's <laughs> so catching tackle eligible guys That's that I'm putting in there. Every, every lineman, every lineman dream to score a touchdown. There you go. So both those guys are great athletes. Ogden block for Jamal Lewis, a Tennessee volunteer for a 2000 yard season. Had to put him, put him on there. Um, had to put a Tennessee Titan, Bruce Matthews, on there. Okay. Um, and, and one of the reasons I put Bruce on there is because, obviously, he's very versatile in playing multiple positions. But one of our, like, key components on our offense, uh, our offensive coordinator constantly preaches is we want to be available and dependable. And I think, you know, Bruce Matthews, I think he played something like 295, 96 football games. And you yeah. can't get any more – available and dependable than that. So he's got to be on there. And then I'm a big weight room guy. I love the weight room. So I put Larry Allen. All right. A little, little Sonoma State D2 connection out here in California. Uh, bench press 700 pounds, but can play multiple spots. And then lastly, again, this is just like Nashville, Nashville Predators fan. And I love his podcast, Taylor Lewan. Love busting yeah. with the boys. And I love his passion for the Predators. So that was just kind of – I really like him. He's probably not one of the top five offensive linemen of all time, but he's on my Mount Rushmore just because I'm a big fan of his personally. He's, he's getting up there. He's, um, he's done a lot of good things, and he's very passionate about the offensive line play. So he's, he's – um, if he's not up there top five offensive linemen, 
um, he's climbing the ladder, I think. So he's, he's, okay. he's making a mark for himself for sure, especially in this era of offensive linemen right now. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, Coach, real quick before you go, do me a favor, drop your Twitter handle um, and any other information you want the, these guys to know. Yeah, so uh, I'm only really on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is at UCD Paul Shelton. Um, I'm always willing to talk ball, um, and you can hit me up, message me. And, again, just with my story, I'm, I'm always going to try to get back, no matter who you are, uh, just because that's, that's been uh, a key part of my story. So if you've got questions, you want to talk ball, would love to do that. And uh, I did want to throw one more shout-out out there, okay? If I had – I was thinking about Mount Rushmore, Schiff. I was thinking, man, what would I put Tony Schiffman on? And I would put you <laughs> – your gift game is unprecedented on Twitter. Your <laughs> gift game on the Hog Football Chat, all the way back to the Texas High School Football Chat that we used to jump on back yeah. in like 15 and 15. Your gift game, you and our OC Tim Plow are the two best gift makers and posters I've ever seen. So I wanted to give you a shout out on that, man. I, you, I appreciate respect. that. Respect. It's uh, it, it's um. It's a talent, but I definitely have have practiced hard for it. So it's uh it's it's uh it's a hard work, you know, to keep that up. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Well, coach, I, thank you for coming on. You know, best of luck this upcoming season. Um, hopefully, the the family's doing well and staying healthy. Um, and you know, I'm looking forward to to talking with you again soon, sometime. You too. Appreciate you, coach. All right, thanks. Thanks again for everyone listening, and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.